0: welcome to watch what crop the podcast for all that crap we love to talk about on you old bruvs. i'm ronnie that's ben over there hi ben
1: hi ronnie how are you
0: i'm good how are you doing <laughs>
1: i'm i'm great i'm excited to dive into monday
0: Oh, yeah. A little um, emotional abuse Monday with Real Housewives of Atlanta. (laughs) Fun times. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. Tonight is Take a Seat. That's our live show over on Spotify Live. It's an app. You can get it. It's free. Basically, we just talk about Bravo, Goss, whatever we feel like, really. Whatever you feel like, because you're pretty much in charge of that night. You come there, you talk to each other, you talk to us. We bring you up for about a minute to um, tell us who needs to take a seat. That's a fun one. It's every Monday night. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern. So join us, won't you? So that's Mondays. And then we do videos, a couple video recaps every week. Uh, So we'll be doing that this week, of course. We're going to be doing a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere recap video which is going to be super fun and probably a jersey i don't know we haven't decided the other one yet but those are both on patreon crappin's on demand as well as our bonus episodes this week top chef is moved to bonus um so check it out there it's top chef in space
1: yeah uh that's gonna be a really good one to do i'm already excited to do that recap but first before we even get to that we got real housewives of atlanta for its second episode of the season
0: yeah here we go, yep. all al- all aboard! I thought you were going to say something else. I was like hmm. I didn't
1: know. I just I, I brought you to the cliff, and then I said, "Good luck." Just but, stay um, at
0: that cliff. Uh, all aboard the Gaslight Express is the episode title today.
1: Was that what the name, that was the name of the episode? Yeah, Bravo. That's very uh-huh. funny because it's a hundred percent true. By the way, we didn't last week. I don't think we spoke about the taglines on Atlanta, so I wrote them down this time um did you write them down by any chance of if
0: not, course what do you think okay. i don't do my homework of course <laughs> i wrote them down
1: so uh we start with candy who says i ain't never skipped a beat or a bag
0: i mean okay candy's just like I, i'm rich and i work a lot you know that's her <laughs> i know
1: that's basically what it is i sing i'm rich i work a lot <laughs> what else do you need to know
0: yeah. And then Drew um I keep you on the edges of your seat. Okay, you know what? Imagine having your intro line being about a hair transplant surgery. Like is that really <laughs> is that really what you want to go with?
1: <laughs> also it's like a word plugs. play on a lot yeah exactly she yeah that is actually what she would go with plugs she's plugging everything she can right now but like she um she would have a lie as like i keep you on the edges of your seat you literally do not keep us even if you even if it was just the edge of our seat you do not keep us there. like literally the least suspenseful thing in life is wondering what Sidora is ever up to
0: we don't even care about your edges Okay. Yes. Your edges don't even keep us on the edge of our
1: seats. <laughs> You're like a big open field. We, there, we don't, we don't, there may be edges. We don't know. We don't care. We're in a field.
0: Does Marlo, uh, Marlo's really, uh, yeah, I think so. Marlo is really into it this year. She's giving it her all with everything. She's like, oh, I've always had the juice, but now I got the peach. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, congratulations.
1: <laughs> she's like a uh, she's like a hipster during the height of COVID. Who's like, you know, I've always liked peach juice, but now I decide I'm going to grow peaches to make my own peach juice
0: <laughs> in my living room with hydroponics.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then Kenya, she goes, "You're always living in the moment when you are
0: the moment."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Saree, spring, summer, uh, spring, summer or September, I'm the one you always remember. And I like the rhyme, you know? I like it, too. I'm into the rhyme. I'm into the whole fantastics of it all.
1: Yeah. I feel like she should be holding, like, a giant book of spells. Like, it sounds very much like a magic spell from a musical, right? Like, spring, summer, September, I'm the one you always remember. And then she, like, throws something at the floor and smoke comes up and she transforms into some other thing
0: yes and i like that she follows kenya up with another timeline you know because kenya's is like i am a moment and sheree's like time doesn't matter and i'm like wow (laughs) you're even shady to kenya in your lines without really knowing it you know
1: yeah and then sonya's like um i may be a rookie but this isn't my first race which, well, that's. I think that's a pretty good opening line. I'm, 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 I'm happy for Sonya, but I think I'm also predisposed to liking most things she does because I instantly loved her right off the bat. So,
0: I'm well, biased. look, I know she hasn't been on for very long, but I need her tagline to be about Patties because <laughs> I know it's already a fight that I'm never going to forget. It's like burned into <laughs> my brain already.
1: It was. I was cracking up, uh, like just starting with a Patty forward discussion. Like I was like, this is, this is everything I need.
0: Yes. So speaking of, we start with Sonya, and she's just gotten her pots delivered <laughs> from someplace. And so yes. uh, she's showing off her pots to her mom, and um, her mom's like, well, beyond pot, we brought some jerks off from Jamaica. And her sister Sherry's there now, uh, yeah. who we haven't met yet. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry and the mom are not having each other in a very no. loving way, which I could really, you know, I loved. I relate to that.
1: Yeah, I by the way, I just want to say I don't want to gloss over Sonia's excitement about the uh the pot set because like that to me was so real because I think we've all had some form of a pot set that's arrived <laughs> and we've gotten all so excited. Like when she went like running to her foyer, be like, My pot set, my pot set is here. I was like, Oh, I get it. and she was unpacking and there was like ladles and there was like spaghetti spoons and different pots. I was like I understand her joy right now, like on a deep level. And I just don't want that to get lost in our recap.
0: Well, I think that her joy was fake because we find out that she doesn't really cook. Um, like, no, one there really cooks a lot, they always order in. And I thought that that was so telling because she, uh, this part was telling when she's like, I got my pot set. I'm so excited. And then she holds up her favorite one and it's a little individual frying pan. Yeah. Everybody with the pot set knows that is some bullshit okay no one likes those i don't care and look we're going to get people saying i love them i use mine. no no you don't you don't love it and if you're using <laughs> it you're forcing yourself to because you're telling yourself it's small enough to clean quickly those are not those are They're the most stupid. those are the most frustrating um pan in the set i have to say well, very, I'm very disappointed fortunate in that, the tiny pan in the
1: tiny pan <laughs> i'm very fortunate that my pot set never had one of those so i never had to live in that frustration although i've seen those at the store it's like um you know how like uh, Lodge, who makes the cast iron skillets, has like a tiny cast iron skillet like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is that for? You're going to like like sear like a bite of meat. So I, I do get why they're annoying. But I feel like with a pot set, it's not about like whether or not you cook. It's about the promise of cooking. It's about the promise that there will be food or that there might be like a renaissance in your kitchen I think getting a new pot set very exciting, even with a stupid, stupid, tiny little. Well, tiny I have pan.
0: bitterness that I project onto the tiny pan because the tiny pan is one of those things that people who are married, who disapprove of you never dating. Um, they always say to you, why don't you buy one of those tiny pans? They make just one egg. You know, it's like, it's like this judgmental, it's concern trolling from people, you know, when people act like they're concerned, but they're really trolling your ass. That's what that's what those tiny pans are to me. That's all I see is, you know, a family member like, wow, have you ever thought of a tiny pan? lonely yeah. person i support your loneliness with tiny pans and you're like oh just dying a fire you know so that's what i think of when i see those tiny pans yeah okay there's a whole a pan- there's a whole show on today. <laughs> <laughs> Really,
1: i know i just want to say my final statement is that i don't think a pan has to get smaller than a, a, an eight inch omelet pan that's what i'm gonna say that's as small as you need to go
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're making an egg in a tiny pan, it naturally comes out as a circle. It feels like a cheat. Like, if I'm making an egg, I want to use a big pan so people can be like, wow... This egg naturally splattered all over the place, but you still made it a circle. How? <laughs> how, Ronnie? How? <laughs> and I can say, well, I have extra time because I'm single and I don't waste my time with husbands. That's how. And then it turns it around to where I have a pride again, you know?
1: And then as you show them your perfectly circular omelet, you say, spring, summer, September, <laughs> I'm the one you always remember. And then you disappear in a cloud and of snow. they're
0: like, oh, my God, my husband would love this. Let me send him a picture of it.
1: God damn it. <laughs>
0: So, so anyway anyway Sherry, thank you Sherry for joining us today this is a fun egg dis- talk. this is a fun egg pan discussion <laughs>
1: <laughs> well this podcast is gonna get panned by the critics Ugh. Ugh. so uh anyway there's nine people living in this house so there's Sonya, there's ross her husband well her husband's name is i think Aaron, but his, his last name is ross but they all call him ross So there's Ross.
2: (laughs) I love
0: that you're so hung up on that. Like, have you never been to the South? That's that's Hey, Hey, Carol. Well, I guess it doesn't (laughs) happen a lot to me.
1: No, but but I have been in a fraternity, so I get it. You know, (laughs) everything is like Mandelker. So then, um, so there's Sonia, there's Ross, there's their son, Deuce. There's the mom and the dad. Now there's Sherry, the sister, Sherry's husband and their two kids. So they are just like working on building their sitcom as, as they speak
0: yeah they think, really I are yeah and she's got the whole like it takes a village thing you know because she wants her family to stay because they help so much with them you better pay me taxes if you're my village you better pay me some fucking taxes i'm telling you that because i don't even get to use this tiny pan anymore okay <laughs> it's too many of you i'll be in here all night using this tiny pan with all the-
1: <sighs> <laughs> so you think it's just gonna be like a generic you know um a generic family scene where there's like stupid sort of banter and it's like, huh, wackiness. Aren't we a wacky clan, you know? And it sort of starts off that way. Cause you got the pan set and everything. And then Sonia says like, Oh, I want a patty. Okay. Cause her mom's like going into the fridge or she's going to, she, ha- her mom is holding a patty. She's going to like the microwave or the toaster oven or something like that. So Sonia wants a patty. And all of a sudden we like break into patty gate, 2022.
0: Yes, and I really love that Sanya breaks or Sonya. So I don't know why I say Sanya. I think because Tanya, because I used to say, I used to say Tanya, which was wrong. It was Tanya, and so I see Sanya spelled like Tanya, and I'm like, well, it's Sanya, but no, it's Sonya. Yeah, and I don't want to feel like Kenya, you know. Um, So sorry, that's just a mistake, Sonya. So she. What was I going to say about her? Um, Patty's—hold on, damn it. Before I got name-fucked, what was I going to say? Oh, I like that she breaks out in a really thick accent whenever she's arguing or excited. Yes. Like, her, her regular line is like, you know, my sister's my hairstylist, my mother's managing me, and having them in Atlanta is everything. Mom, where the patty, mom? I need the patty. <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs>
1: I like to make a breakfast. Uh, my making accent so is good. all wonky. I mean, yeah,
0: we have terrible. Well, I'm not even going to try for a proper one, but um, yeah, it was cracking me up. She's like, "Where the patty? I, I haven't eaten uh, one patty. Where the patty at?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: and her mom is like, "Don't fuck with me." I'm like, her mom's like, "I brought these patties here, okay? I get to, I earn a patty tax, okay? So if you're like if you're gonna to talk to me about patties, I get a patty every time you talk about patties because I hauled these things. Her mom is not in any mood to talk
0: about patties. She's so funny and she's so dramatic. You know, she's like, I don't want to be scrutinized, I don't want to be asked questions, and I don't want to be told what to do. And the sister's <laughs> like, What 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 are you going off about? Like what are you even mad at? And she's like, There didn't need to be a patty conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: She's like, and then she's like <laughs> She's like, it's not my fault. You ate the patty for breakfast. This is that is So relax. So <laughs> like everyone, everyone has their own box of patties. So there's a lot of concern <laughs> that people are going to other people's boxes of patties.
0: Yeah, but it is that thing. I mean, I'm team Sonya here because it is that thing where it's like, oh, look, I brought all the patties and then I ate them all. You know, it's like me bringing Girl Scout cookies. I didn't bring those Girl Scout cookies for you. We all know I bought a carton of that shit for myself, you know, and I'm like, look, everybody, I brought Girl Scout cookies. And then you try and find a thin mint. And you can't, you know, but I'm burping up chocolate mint over there in the corner.
1: Uh, So then, so then, yeah, so the mom is like, she's like, I don't want to be scrutinized and all that stuff. And then Sherry's like, I don't have no problems with you guys. And the mom is like, well, I just know that I take a patty and everyone's like,
0: the patties, the patties, the patties. (laughs) <laughs> and Sonia's like, well, listen, if we say one thing, you don't have to take this huge offense to it. Like, you're too mad for this for this conversation, right? And the mom's like, okay, well, next time I don't bring the patty then, that's it. You
1: know? <laughs> I know she's going to withhold. She's the yeah. Lucille Bluth of patties. She's like, look at me getting off,
0: withholding <laughs> patties. I like that we're making her like a, an Irish lady. Fine, next time I don't bring the patty, we'll see how you deal with it then
1: i'm sorry uh deck sailing yacht is in season so unfortunately <laughs> my dominant accent is irish cartoon uh, irish at the moment yes. so and then uh, next is beverly hills a-
0: dorit and dorit doesn't even have an irish accent in real life only <laughs> no. on this show so
1: <laughs> no we're gonna be like
0: top of the morning to you kyle <laughs> kyle <laughs> what have you done with me patties
1: <laughs> we should just have the mom talk like to read. that would
0: be fun <laughs> <laughs> so then so, uh Sherry, the sister is like you know um it's been nice being here but it's just not my normal yet you know because i i just went from being a mom in my own home with my own space and the mom's like well wasn't that total of us you know like <laughs> you're the you're not the only one and she's like yeah. but she asked me how i'm feeling mother okay and that's why i answered with my feelings. And she's like, oh, yes, you're the only one without your own space. Look at you.
1: <laughs> I know. I love the mom just, like, not letting her daughter <laughs> try to have this reality TV moment of, it's just hard. She's like, oh, it's hard for all of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good. That yeah. is really good casting.
1: Oh, my God. I love her. I wish there was more of her in this episode. So then we go to our first visit to Chateau Chere of the season. Uh, we had some, like, echoey, echoey. Uh, flashbacks of Shrey. Oh, by the way, just as a shout out, um, in case you missed it, last week we had a really super fun episode with Carlos King. So if you missed it, it's on our feed. So if you're like, you know, we talk a lot about Atlanta and other housewives, but that's, I thought of it because he loves Shrey and Shrey was on his show recently. So go check that out if you missed it. But anyway, we are here in Chateau Shrey and it's the, the music is like all fancy, like Chateau Shrey. And then it cuts to her putting out like, some really shitty you know bakery aisle treats from the grocery store, like like this is not from a fancy bakery. this is the thing that's like next to the display of entimons, and hey, by the way, if someone puts out a display of entimins for me, I'm very happy with it, but I just I, just I was love
0: gonna it. say, I'm over here, my neck is all my head is all the way back on my neck right now
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, either way, it was just like funny, it was like the like the tray her fancy Chateau Charest and then just putting out like some generic donut
0: holes. Well, it's even better because it's for Kenya. Because she's like, Mom, Kenya's coming over. And Thelma says, oh, does Kenya eat sweet? She goes, nope. (laughs) She's skinny as hell right now. She's not eating anything. Yeah, And that's the person that you put the croissants out for, you know?
1: Well, that's my old trick, by the way, which is like, I put out a spread that I'm, I'm not making it for me. I'm making it for someone else because, you know, I'm having company over and people take two bites and then, oh, no, I have leftovers. I guess I got to eat this. I don't want to waste anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you feel less not guilty because the croissant has been sitting out. So it's like, well, it's just going to waste. Yeah. So um, Kenya comes over and they go down to the basement and laugh because, of course, they got in a huge fight when this basement was unfinished and Kenya snuck down there And um, Sheree's like, Kenya hasn't been in my basement since bitch went creeping during my housewarming. And we see that clip, which is classic. And so she can't wait to show this bitch her basement. So they go down and Kenya is in I'm being nice mode. So she's like, I love it. It's so comfy. Ah!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sheree's done that thing where she's made like a club in her basement And um, I just don't understand this concept because we see this a lot in on like reality TV or like in mansions where people are like, oh, yeah, in the basement, there's a club. I'm like, who's going clubbing in your basement? I don't understand this concept. Is this just what you do if you're just like away from a city and you're just like you just want to spice it up for when friends come over? Because I understand like a big, comfy basement with a big TV and like all sorts of fun stuff. But like actually setting up a club in the basement, I just don't get it.
0: I mean they had couches, so it works for me. Call it whatever you need to. There's a cat there's couches and a TV and another kitchen. So do what well, you gotta like, do.
1: It's like a married to medicine when Cecil has his little bar in his basement, you know? It's like Cecil's bar. That's what it reminds me of.
0: Yeah, the man bar, the man the man cave or whatever they call yeah. it. So, um, let's see. Why do they have full windows in this basement? That's my question. Is it still a a basement if it's not in the basement? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like
0: it's one of those things where like Very one confused.
1: half, one half the basement sort of basement-y because it's like in the it's like a hillside probably right. Oh, so like okay. one half is like in the hill, and then the other half is like there's windows surprise.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Um. But I loved it. I was like, love the sunlight in your basement, which just felt <laughs> weird to say. Um. So they start. You know talking and um sheree is saying how happy kenya looks and she does really and i think it's yeah. thinness too because kenya has is in great shape because of dancing with the stars and stuff yeah and i think when you're i know that if i lose two pounds people are like ronnie are you happy i'm like no yeah. i'm miserable I've, I've lost two pounds you know i mean i'm when i'm really happy people think i'm angry you know when i'm happy and fat i mean when i'm unhappy when i'm happy i'm fat okay that's when i'm Really happy when I'm thinner. That's when there's some misery in my life. But you know, people just want to say something, so they say, "Oh my God, you look so happy."
1: Yeah. So uh, Kenya is starting. To, Kenya is trying to stir up some shit. So she's like asking Sheree what she thinks about the gal, what she thought about Marlo's gala and everything. And Sheree is like,
2: "I could wear my joggers. Huh? I could wear my joggers." I mean, she started talking about how when you first got there, you lived in an apartment with a white fridge
1: and Kenya's like well what's wrong with a white refrigerator at least I could pay my rent. what else did she have to say by the way you know that Kenya would be the first one to shade someone with a white refrigerator if she didn't already have a white refrigerator in her past
0: yes and Sheree's like well you had to rent somebody's Range Rover uh Lisa Ray Lisa Ray, and she's like, "I don't even know Lisa Ray." Well, I mean, I do because she's famous, but I don't know her like enough to take a Range Rover. And then we see pictures of her and Lisa Ray, <laughs> and um, she's like, "Well, I think I miss under I think I misheard." So let's go, Sonia. So they do. They FaceTime her, and um, they ask her what Marla was saying, and Sonia's like, uh, "White refrigerator, somebody else's townhouse." Mm, That's kind of all I'm remembering right now. The rest is all Patty to me.
1: Okay. Oh, she's like we're having a patty shortage here so i really can't talk about this right now so kenya's talking about marlo and she goes wow i mean marlo i mean she dragged poor drew over her
2: little bun
1: <laughs> which is <laughs> i just love her accusing marlo of dragging drew over the bun while also just imbuing that statement with so much shadiness
0: you know and then she goes
1: coming from someone with actual bosley hair implants you're talking about a girl with a bun <laughs>
0: And Sheree does her owl laugh, which is my favorite Sheree laugh. Out of all the Sheree laughs, that's my favorite. When she goes, (laughs) the owl laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So Kenya is like, that girl has Chia pet surgery. Just buy a Chia pet and put the seeds on your scalp. A little water, grease, and oil. Get your edges back.
1: Uh, So then. um, so then Sonny has to hang up. So, Kenya
0: goes, I have, yeah, Sonny hangs up and Kenya goes, you know, but I still have love for Marla. And Trey goes, oh, she, she loves you too. But she did say you need to power wash your house.
2: <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> so
1: Sheree is so like, um, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Drew left her phone in a, in a gift bag that I, that I brought back, which is, by the way, so Drew adore. How do you leave your phone in a gift bag? I mean, ugh, so... She left her phone in the gift bag, and then... But that's um, also
0: so Sheree to take the gift bag. Like, somebody left a gift bag, so Sheree took it. it. was like, oh, there's a phone in here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, this is a nice gift.
1: So, like, my Sheree, by the way, has turned into some hybrid of Cynthia and Tom Calicchio. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, it's a
2: nice gift. Oh. <laughs>
1: so then, Sheree... So basically, Drew left her phone, and so Drew's assistant had to come by to get the phone. And Kenya's like, oh, well... She told Candy that she and you share an assistant.
0: Ah! <laughs> and Sheree Sheree's like, Sheree's not happy that that's going around. You know, you see the unhappiness spread over her face. And then we see a clip of um, Candy being told about this assistant. Andrew's saying, you know, and she's going through it with the assistant. And um, then we see a clip of this assistant and his, honey, it's a lovely libation, honey, to keep your taste buds moving and your hips grooving, honey. And candy yeah. like looking at him like shit gross who told you you could call me honey sir yeah it's time for a commercial it's time, time for, for a crappin's commercial, commercial.
1: So then um, Drew tells, we see also Drew telling Candy that um, Anthony was Sheree's assistant for three years and that he started, she goes, he started telling me stuff that I don't think I should know. So then it comes back and Kenya is uh, saying like, yeah, like she said that you owe the assistant money and that he has been going back and telling Drew all your personal business. That's what she told Candy. So Sharae is like, she is, I think she's playing it down, but she's pissed.
0: Sheree is pissed, yes, because she doesn't know this Drew, and Drew's already trying to come for her and her free assistant work or whatever. Um, I was looking at something on my phone that I screenshot the other day because I'm in this neighborhood group, you know, on Facebook, and this lady, this is what I think about Drew, ha- Drew. How many assistants does Drew have and why? Can anybody explain to me why? Because I just don't get it. And I feel like she's one of those ladies who just gets people to do things for her to feel important. Yeah. And this lady posted on the group, I'm looking for an assistant. And we're going to need... Um, to and from school during the day, which, by the way, is a nanny, right? Hmm. Dry cleaning. She listed all this stuff, and was like, "And plus, we'll need you on weekends that we're gone." And this—I mean, basically, her whole life. And I was like, "This lady's expecting a lot," and you know, she's going to pay like two dollars an hour. So I clicked on her <laughs> her page to see what she was like, and I don't want to say her name because you never know. With my luck, she'll be out there somewhere. But this is her thing on Facebook. People will throw stones. Don't waste energy throwing them back. Collect them and build an empire. <laughs>
1: a stone empire. Girl.
0: <laughs>
1: Girl, it takes more than stones to build an
0: empire. <laughs> That's what I thought of with this al- multiple assistant storyline. I thought of that lady. Like, give me a break.
1: But also, like, way to lose the metaphor thread. Like, if people are throwing stones, <laughs> people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. So collect the stones and build, you would think, stone house but no it's an empire she's like no she's like so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the metaphor now and just start something new
0: i have a stone empire (laughs) so um (laughs) so let's see so yeah sheree's pissed off about it and um sheree's like well maybe she needs to worry about Um, her husband. And Kenya's like, yeah, there's a lot of mess in that house. You know, her husband has another assistant that was offering to give him massages and that assistant was supposed to be fired, but now the assistant's not fired. I mean, there's a lot going on, poor little bun. And (laughs) Sheree's like, well, she needs to worry about that instead of me.
1: Yeah, and Kenya's like, well, that's a conversation you need to have with her. And Sheree's like, oh,
2: I will definitely have that conversation with her. I
1: definitely will. Uh, Some future episode. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and Sheree adds a noise to the Sheree um, Noise Hall of Fame. I definitely will be. Ah, ah. <laughs> so then we go over to Drew's house. Oh, um, and the kids are running around and stuff. It's dinner time. And there's this chef over at this gorgeous chef over at the house. Of course, she's a hot woman. And um, Drew's like, well, they ha- you have us eating healthy today. What is that, salmon? <laughs> and Chef Chastity Um, which I hope you keep it in this house, ma'am, because you've got Ralph on the loose over there. Um, She's just not even looking at I like that Chastity isn't thirsty at all. She's just like, eat your fucking salmon, lady who pretends she runs the Diet Empire. Drew's, like, shocked to see salmon.
1: And did you notice there was, like, some whole ornate kind of, like, display? It wasn't quite an edible arrangements, but there's, like, passion fruit slices, and there was, like, a whole, like uh made for tv display that drew and ralph got for their kitchen island that they were like oh we're gonna be on tv and we're gonna be authorities in food so let's put on a edible arrangement with passion fruit on our kitchen island i was like this is not a natural place for this thing <laughs> so they uh so they, the food is served this rosemary crusted salmon with roasted broccolini and ralph's like well i hope there's not garlic in here because you know it doesn't work with me and i'm like and, and you know Drew, of course, Drew is like, no, it's only a little bit." And they go, "Whoa, this is really good. I'm like, you don't have a ga- garlic intolerance. <laughs> You're just trying to sell the fact. That people who have garlic intolerances will be cool with this shitty food you guys are trying to sell to America.
0: Oh, really? Because I thought that's just bad salesmanship. Like, wow, I can't wait to buy food from the people who don't use garlic.
1: Mmm. Sounds <laughs> delicious. Well, it's either or, Ronnie. Either one of them is that they are like pulling a con by pretending they have a garlic intolerance, or one of them is that they just don't even know how to market their own food. So um, both. nothing is good.
0: You know, both. And then I love that they're trying to pretend that they have a personal chef when the chef doesn't even know he doesn't like garlic like oh yeah, yeah you must have this every day huh
1: <laughs> yeah i was wondering about that i was like something is wrong here why are we trusting these people to make what? food for people
0: oh they're so
1: phonies. then then ralph was talking about they're talking about la archive and ralph was like yeah i had a good time at la archive it was great to have somebody there with the same mentality that understands me talking about todd it's like <laughs> what are you guys both scammers is that what it is is that why you guys connect
0: well, you know, everyone loves Candy, and I love Candy, but never been a Todd supporter. I'm I'm team Mama Joyce on Todd. I think Todd is just a user, you know, and yeah. we see him working. But then with Candy's show, we've seen like where that goes with Todd, not even wanting to go mm-hmm. into the restaurant. So we kind of see. It. And then today is a whole Todd episode where we learn what Todd is exactly up to which is a whole lot of spending Candy's money, sir. So yeah. yeah, when when Ralph is saying that he's finally found someone like him to hang out with, you know, not great. Not great.
1: But I think also, like, Ralph is very eager to align himself with someone who has, like, real money. Not saying that Todd owns the money. I mean, that's Candy's money, essentially. But still, I think Ralph is really happy to align himself with them. Like, the, the the power couple of this show, right? So... So then Drew was like, oh, well, Candy brought up the Instagram of your assistant. And Ralph's like, look, I fired her, okay? I fired her. And by fired her, I mean, I fired up the grill and made her a stick, okay? So I fired her, what else do you want from me?
0: Yeah, I no longer pay her for her sexual texts. Yeah. So Drew's like, "Um, so you don't talk? And he's like, I didn't say we don't talk. I said, we don't do business. And she's like, so you do talk. I said, we, do, we don't do business. And she's like, Yeah, he just puts me on tumble dry. Like, he'll confuse me. And I'm like, Is it me that's tripping? And that's true. But you know what gets thrown in tumble dry? The wet blankets. Okay. <laughs> so stop being one. Walk out of there. What the hell are you doing?
1: yeah yeah get a new get a new whirlpool so ralph is like he's like i don't understand that you don't feel comfortable with another woman i mean maybe it's because how she looks and she's like well how does she look he goes she's a 50 year old woman okay she was 12 when i was born she's he's like saying like oh well she's 50 so like the implication is like she's some haggardly old decrepit hunchbacked you know crone i'm like you know who else is 50 Kenya and Cynthia are both in their fifties for crying out loud! They're beautiful.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the show you're on, you fucking weirdo! Like, who comes to the Real Housewives world and says that? I know. And so she's like, "But men date older women all the time, like. And if you were to find something in my phone where a guy is offering me a massage, you wouldn't like that." And he's like, "But that's not the message. That's not the message." And everyone, everyone says that the problem is you, you know, because there are so many women around me, and the only one you have a problem with is her. Uh, the problem is that she's sending you messages saying, I can come over and give you a massage. (laughs) This guy is is such shit. Like, I can't believe this guy. And this is only the beginning of their episode, right? Yeah. And so she's like, stop trying to make me feel crazy when I have a valid point. You're married to someone with a major problem, okay? The end. Yeah. This is not something you fix. Run. Run the hell yeah. away. The man was taping you in your own house.
1: Yeah. From Tampa. So Drew is, Drew tells us, you know, people say that Ralph gaslights me, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. So the producer says, well, can you define gaslighting? And she goes, uh, actually, I don't know what it means. So she pulls it up. Of course. We're like we're all rolling our eyes and she goes, Ooh, to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. <laughs> She's
0: like, Oh my it's god. Like, <laughs> Who thought? Don't you feel like Bravo purposely put that in to actually teach people what gaslighting is? Because nobody on Bravo knows what gaslighting is. They yeah. just say, Stop gaslighting me, but nobody really knows what it is. So I was glad that they finally added a definition into the canon
1: yeah because um a lot of people have been using that as a synonym for lying and it's not the same thing
0: gaslighting gaslighting that's, what, gas that's what i was singing infamously the entire time. lisa rinna dancing around screaming gaslighting when she she's
1: Gaslighting. <laughs> so then we get gaslight a film by ralph pittman um and uh we see a montage of ralph gaslighting over the past season and change and which was just great. Just just seeing it all lined up together, just seeing unequivocal evidence of him being a pure gaslighter. It was just hilarious.
0: And Sad so, too. she's, he's like, you know, I didn't say I'm not going to speak to her. Okay, you know what? Say it. I want you to say it. If you want me to never talk to her again, say it out of your mouth. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. I want you to decide to do it, because then, down the road, what if it was the wrong decision, and then you're going to resent me for making the decision for you? Well, yeah, but if he's making the decision because you're You know, emotionally trying to make him make the decision, he's going to resent you too. Yeah, this couple's so weird. So he's like, "But yeah, but there's a lot I've resented you for anyway." She goes, "Oh, there's more?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, we can talk about it later." She's like, "Great,
1: (laughs) wonderful sales pitch for your food, guys. Great, love, love that." To be continued. Ralph has resentments. What else is new? So now um we see flashes of what everyone's doing around town. Marlo's like at what appears to be Brooks Brothers or something like that with her nephew is going to get 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 uh, her nephew a suit for his homecoming dance. And then we see Kenya like make doing making tea like quote unquote tea with Brooklyn. They're having like a tea party and Brooklyn's like I want chocolate tea. And then um Sheree is talking to her daughter. Do- her daughter has a podcast that's like all about sex and stuff. Um, which I'm like, isn't that kind of candy's area? I mean, it's fine. Two people in the same sort of close knit circle can have that. But I was sort of like, um, I think we already have candy go to (laughs) nights, Terry
0: and Tierra. And Tiara. So, Tiara's like, you know, I um, people get upset. Se- uh, people get so uptight when you talk about sex. I mean, I-, I didn't even have to say the word sex and look at your face, mom. And she's like, well, you said never to listen to it, so I've never listened to it. She goes, yeah, because I talk about polygamy, one night stands, your favorite sexual position. Mm-hmm. And Thelma's like, yeah, I'm not going to be listening to that one. Thanks. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, don't, Grandma, don't. I mean, what are you, 50? Disgusting. Mm-hmm.
1: Gross.
0: Gross, <laughs> Ew. So then Candy calls um, her Broadway producer, Brian Moreland, and we hear about her Broadway show that she produced. Did you say Brian Moylan? Um, Moreland. Oh, Moreland. I was like, wait a second. Oh, Brian Moreland really is everywhere.
1: God, he really works with some of these housewives. <laughs> I didn't know he was even producing a Broadway
0: show. <laughs> um so they talk about her new broadway show and they didn't get a good review from the times but they did get a good review from the amsterdam something amsterdam, amsterdam
1: news. news yeah so they're talking right. about it so it's i, I think it's pretty cool I, mean, I you know i would say that like for someone who every single season is shilling something, which is like candy i think she does like a good job like she like her stuff is it's not like you know donkey booty it's not like you know real for real this imaginary salmon stuff with cream cheese that no one's ever seen out in the wild like she does stuff that, like when she's chilling it it's like oh yeah oh i've got to be on a tv show or oh i'm gonna have a broadway show going on so i think that's pretty cool
0: um yeah it is all of her businesses are still there from what yeah. i think i mean candy factory still there obviously um dildo shop you. Whatever it's called, still there. The restaurant's still there. Yeah, she's she actually works.
1: Her mother's Love. Maybe maybe that will come back, because I never got to see it.
0: <laughs> but it was there for a long time. I mean, it did a lot that show. It went a lot of places and stuff. So yep. this uh, is called Thoughts of a Colored Man. And it's the first Broadway play that has ever been completely produced you know written by starring everything by a black um cast, a black, a black cast. company or whatever mm-hmm. and that's pretty incredible and i looked yeah. it up cuz i was like surely that cannot be true like surely that's not true that's true it is yep. true it is absolutely true so good for them that's yeah nuts.
1: broadway has major issues when it comes to um to that kind of stuff like major major issues so good for candy for for forging forward on that front um so you know, who's not forging forward on really any fronts? Todd. Actually, no, the one front that he is forging forward <laughs> on is his front, okay? Because he comes in all mopey as usual and like he's like watching Candy on the phone. We're like, Ooh. So Candy's on Cloud Nine. She's like so happy about this production and she's been going back and forth to New York and everything. And she's telling Todd, like, you know, like I'm doing all this stuff, I can't really do it alone. He's like,
2: well, why are you talking to me like I'm doing something
0: wrong? Why? I'm like, let me guess. Because you've probably done something wrong, Todd. Yeah. Why are you making it sound like you're doing this alone? And she's like, well, you go on multiple vacations a year and when you're not here, it kind of disrupts the flow. And he's like, yeah, but you leave for months. Like if I leave for a weekend here and there, but you leave for months, you don't think the flow is disrupted? Todd, the <laughs> flow is raising children. The children were wanted by you. Candy didn't want to have the children. Candy was like, "I've already got a child. Why do I yeah. want to have children?" You were the one who forced this child. Th- now I'm not saying Candy isn't glad she had children, but when this all started, you were the one who insisted on children, and now you're going out of vac- you're going out on vacation every other weekend. Come well, on. also.
1: The difference is that Todd is going out on vacations. Candy is going out of town to work. I mean, yeah. this is also what happened, I think, two seasons ago, where Candy was... Um, remember, she was shooting um, Lena Waite. My dear friend, Lena Waite's TV show. I uh, forget what it was called, but The She. The Shy. <laughs> the She. <laughs> the Shy. I, always, I mean, I called it The Chai for a long term, or maybe The Chit. But I always say the wrong emphasis. But anyway... Candy was doing that and Todd was like,
2: "Oh, but you're always out of town." It's like cuz she's shooting a TV show, making money. You literally have Todd, you literally have an ec- a bonus house, a bonus
1: house on your property that has a pool inside of it. That does not come from Candy hanging around.
0: He's out there spending that money just like Mama. I need Mama Joyce here to just hate on Todd in every episode because this is hard to watch. And Candy's, you know, Candy does a lot with her straw resentment. You know, she does some slurps from the straw while she's rolling her eyes at him. And then when she gets really mad, she starts... Yeah. With the straw, which I really like, like the stabbing of the ice with the straw, which I like. But I really need some more hatred on Todd, because Todd deserves it. Like, Todd earns every bit. So she's like, I go for work. W- why are you going to Miami? He's like, hanging out. And that's when she's stabbing the ice with her straw. And she's yeah. like, yeah, we're not on the same page. And, now, you know, everything I do, I do it with Todd. But now that I have this thing without Todd, he's feeling, you know. He's feeling away, I guess. And so Todd's like, well, what are you saying? And she's like, nothing, Todd. Forget <laughs> it, okay? But there are things here. The guest house is looking crazy. You know, there's shit everywhere. And he's like, yeah, and the pool house, too. So they go look at this indoor pool. It's, it's depressing.
1: And- <laughs> Depressing-ass cave. It's always been depressing looking, but now for some reason it's like, the, the, it's the it's depressing quality just feels magnified. And Todd is so proud of himself because he changed out the tan stonework and put in like black distress marble which to me is like a lateral move like i don't see why that looks new or current it's just this it's still like a a weird ass room with a pool
0: yes um and he's like but it's current and of course todd likes the part where he can spend the money which is getting the pool done but he doesn't like the part where he actually has to do stuff which is like moving boxes out yeah. of there, right? So Candy's like, you know, I guess I am kind of guilty of being one of those people that never finishes the house. And so... He's like, well... And then we find the real problem. Because this is basically what she's getting at. He's leaving all the time, and he has another place. He apparently has a place in Jersey. So she's like, well... Because he says, well, I could take some of this stuff to Jersey, too. You know, I mean, there's nothing in there. You saw it, right? And so he tells us, I moved into this condo with my ex. And, you know, we purchased it together, but that didn't work. So I moved out, and she never refinanced and got my name off the condo. So unfortunately... i ended up having to pay it off uh so what? candy had to pay off your fucking condo with your ex is what you're saying that's what you're saying also <laughs> and who moves you- out of a place that they own and doesn't take their name off of it what the i hell? know that's like
1: he acts like oh he's, he's like this passive passive person in the world of of like real estate deeds can't you just am i crazy can't you just like uh fill out a form and bring it to the notary and get that. You know, I don't think you have to refinance just to get your name changed. Like it was such a strange response and such an irresponsible response. That's actually the thing that bothered me the most, which is that here's a guy who talks who's like he likes to act like he is, you know, Mr. CEO of candy stuff and he bosses people around, but he just casually has had this his name on a deed of a house that he doesn't live in with a woman he's no longer in a relationship with. To me, that's just like way to open yourself up to some sort of liability okay way to open up candy to a liability and just irresponsible so i've had enough i've had enough
0: and she's she's like well i mean you know that's your place and he goes it's our place it's our jersey crib babe and she's like my name's not on that and he says well my name's not on this house yeah but she paid for both okay because you're not telling me that you just happen to have all the money to pay off that house by yourself Give me a break. And
1: honestly, I'm sure, like, if he said, Hey, I want my name on the deed of this house because I feel like it's ours together, like, I actually think Candy would be open to that. Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm Candy. You don't think so? Uh, No.
0: Hell no. Well, that's no.
1: Well, that says something (laughs) about that relationship. Well, either way, either scenario, this is like the Ralph (laughs) Mama Joyce would
0: be at that door, like, Candy. (laughs) Either way, way, either
1: avenue is bad. It means that, A, their relationship is fucked if if candy doesn't trust her own husband to have his name on the deed or the other way around is that he's too lazy to put his name on the deed or something like that.
0: I, I don't know well there was a the think- whole prenup plot line you know that they had before their wedding and stuff that was causing them all the stress and this and that and so his way uh, this is like his passive aggressive thing like well you have your own stuff so now i have my own thing you know and she's like yeah but i don't even have keys to that place and he's like you can have keys whatever and she's like yeah i don't know that i want to stay at a place with his ex where his ex was and he's saying but yeah but she had exes in this house you know not she didn't even put the mattress over he says (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: i just think it's i think it's all i think it's just like weird and i don't i'm like i don't know why he's not just selling the place i mean he later on he says oh this one we go to new york we got a spot you know it's on the water we got a spot um let me tell you something if you live in a whole other city and you want to get like a cool spot in new york so when you're in town you can have a place to crash why do you want to go like to Hoboken or across the... the like, I, I feel like you want to have a spot like right in the center of the city, right? This is not to shade Hoboken, okay? Because I know Hoboken is very, very cool and the Manzo's had a restaurant there for a few months. <laughs> Listen, but... there's
0: Meatballs and Blackwater in Hoboken,
1: okay? <laughs> the, the Cake Boss has a shop there, you know? <laughs> I've been to Hoboken. I've walked around. I've even seen a movie called The Hoboken Chicken Emergency, which is a real movie. And it's it's, a, it's the, no, the no, plot. The, it. plot no. the, <laughs> the plot is the title. The plot is the title. I was like, please don't. But the point is this: No, Todd. If I'm if I am crash if I'm flying into New York City and I've got to do meetings or I'm going to see a show or whatever, I want to like get right to my apartment right there like wherever it is i just i'm like oh yeah you know, like, where so it, you know it know where it is on so many you know
0: where it is where fucking where her daughter lives where riley lives like are you kidding you think candy's not gonna stay there or the four seasons yes. or whatever she's not gonna go stay in todd's place in Hoboken. that's todd's little party place. it's his little pride place you know and so he feels like he's got a point in this relationship this relationship and it's interesting because this is the episode where later marlo and candy have a scene about you know why aren't we closer and candy's like well because you i basically brought you on the show and then you did nothing but talk shit about me and we see a clip of marlo saying yeah well you know what i hear about you that you're a big mama that you take care of your men and that was all those years ago. And, you know, here you are in this situation. So, yep. it's time for a commercial. It's time, time for, for a crappens commercial.
1: By the way, that was a wonderful uh, segue to now Marlo arriving um, at a photo shoot. It's Candy doing a photo shoot for like a Halloween invitation or something. The caption said Candy's personal Halloween photo shoot. And it's Candy. In full-on green paint. Like, this is, like, a reboot of Kenya's Halloween costume from a few years ago. So, she's, like, fully in green in, like, a wig and everything and prosthetics on her face, like, doing these photos. And Marlo comes in and (laughs) Marlo's also dressed a little crazy and she's acting like, uh, Candy's looking crazy. So, then they sit down to have a conversation. And it's just funny to me because Marlo is dressed in just, like, regular everyday clothes or marlo's version of everyday clothes everyday Candy,
0: clothes she's wearing not, a c3 silk not every day,
1: <laughs> day. mean meaning that like they're not like she's not in a costume and then candy's sitting there fully green <laughs> like and she's like wiping off she's taking off random prosthetics and she's like wiping herself down over the course of the scene but she's fully green dressed like a witch and marlo is just marlo and i was like there's a gap here there's some sort of gap going on between these two that what how they're presenting
0: It's so funny. Marlo's so shady. She drives up and she tells the driver, this area is rough, right? Marlo, shut up and just go inside. (laughs) Okay. And be nice to the only lady who sends your children money, which you say later in this scene. So um, they kind of laugh with each other. And then Marlo tells the assistant, can I have a cocktail, please love and a napkin? I mean man to live like Marlo that's just how to yeah. be you know you know she does that at a bus stop you will do mm-hmm. it everywhere and so there Candy is saying you know I love that you're such a good monty to those kids and Marlo tells us she's she's with Candy because she needs advice on being a single mom
1: yeah and Candy is like well I love the way you know um uh, she's as she was talking about actually they start talking about the archive first and Candy says how she loved how Marlo put everything together and she's like you know I know you're upset with because the other two went and told you everything that we said but I was just there being like shit like how do you how do you pay for all this that's all that's all I was doing Marlo was like well just tell them I work at Magic City on Mondays just tell them that
0: yeah i do private dances my name is ginger so yeah. then uh, and marlo still doesn't answer which is like another continuing marlo storyline that i love marlo's mystery money mm. and so they start talking about the kids and how she felt so guilty when she got the kids because she felt like she didn't want them to grow up with nothing and she knows that they were going through so much and so she was giving too much and she created little monsters she's like i mean i just bought one a twelve hundred dollar suit for a homecoming Mm -hmm. and candy's like well you know we address this we address this in thoughts of a colored man now on broadway get your tickets now (laughs) why she says Why does being black always equate to struggle you know like what's wrong if your kids have a mercedes when they go to school like it doesn't make you any less of a worker just because you came up with money it's ridiculous yeah
1: she's basically like you can still instill a worth uh, work ethic and still set them up for greatness you know and like why can't your nephews have nice things right why why not especially if they're going to a school where people show up in bmws and everything like that and um marla's basically like well if i die right now like my nephews aren't gonna go very far, you know, if, if I if mainly because someone has to take care of the archive. So they really can't go literally any farther away because they're they're entrusted to maintain my legacy.
0: And she tells Candy, you know, you send out cash on their birthdays and graduations. And, you know, I really appreciate that because you're the only one that does that. You know, she goes, but I would, you know, I want more hands on Candy. I mean, you've never invited me over for movie night and Candy without a beat without missing a beat says uh you got to be the friend you want marlo like come yeah. on marlo just showing up and being like why are we better
1: friends which is also so marlo she just always like drags people and just says the rudest things and then and then is always like why don't you invite, why don't you hang out with me why aren't we <laughs> good friends so i mean um so basically i mean we get like some flashbacks candy talks about how marlo was dating her godbrother initially and then like when marlo came into the group and how marlo basically like you said earlier that marlo is the one saying that candy is like a sugar mama to these two guys and stuff so candy you know she holds a grudge so um you know but they basically marlo, candy's like well you haven't invited me over either okay so
2: Marlo's like come over tonight come over tonight okay you're welcome anytime
0: <laughs> candy's like uh yeah i'm, I'm green right now so. <laughs> i'm i'm
1: <laughs> I'm dressed like the Grinch and like Wicked at the same time. So, no.
0: Yeah. So let's go back and pretend that Drew is a fitness. Um, <laughs> yeah. A fitness. Uh, what do you call it? On Instagram? Where Oh, where influencer. You, uh, influencer. Yes, yeah, so let's pretend that Drew's a fitness influencer. So we go to her backyard. She's doing a workout with uh, a trainer and Anthony, who's there, of course, trying to give his lines. Yeah. I can't with Anthony. Yeah. After and his bad gay casting. He,
1: yeah, he's like, it's sweating like this. Good for your knees. So then Sonia <laughs> FaceTimes in and Rob's like, you should be here. Come on, you should be here. Ah. So, you know, Sonia's like, there's no way I'm partaking in your poolside quote unquote workout. <laughs> I am an Olympian. I am an Olympian. So, um, so, now, so. I guess, I don't remember what Sonia even FaceTimes for. She just FaceTimes says hi. Uh,
0: j- just to confirm a double date for another time. And so oh, yeah. Ralph uh, Ralph pulls Drew aside after the workout. And he's like, listen, we're going to do something together. It's going to be great. So clear your schedule on this night. And she's like, um, "So, but don't you think that's putting our issues on the back burner? Yes, Drew. You know, your issue is never fully cooked. If it didn't go on the back burner, no one would ever get fed. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you, if That's what back burners are for. Your relationship. <laughs>
1: yes so speaking of burners we now go to Todd at blaze get it because burning blaze etc so um Todd walks in and then a guy comes running up to him like almost very much like a, a musical be like hey Todd here are the specials for today we got a <laughs> so, muffles,
0: butter, sauce linguini pasta it's like okay <laughs> candy's already producing the Broadway play sorry you missed your chance on that one
1: <laughs> so Ralph and Ross and, and Todd sit at the bar and have like a bro moment, you know? And and this is sort of like Ross's first like big scene where he's like talking a lot. And he talks a lot. He's actually very talkative. Because you know, sometimes the husbands on these shows are like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But Ross is in it, you know? And he's like, so I heard you're the man to know. That's the word around town. Basically, so am I going to get free meals now that we're friends? Because I'm ready for free meal.
0: And... <laughs> <Amped. laughs> And Todd's like, so how old are you all? And they're like, thirty eight. He's like, but I'm forty eight. I mean, I had to schedule a colonoscopy because you know what? I want to live. Thanks for this shrimp.
2: <laughs> thanks
0: for the shrimp. It's like, thanks, Todd. Yum. Mmm, delicious. It's like, I'm it concerned about. <laughs> I'm
1: concerned about prostate <laughs> cancer, which is why I'm here at a steakhouse. So. <laughs> So Ross is like uh, – Ross is talking about how he wants another kid, but they're not sure, etc. And then Todd is like,
2: that's cool. Hey, so uh, Ralph, I heard about your assistant drama. I had a lot of conversations about the assistant. And even
1: Ross is like, yeah, me too. So Ralph goes, okay, so this is the thing wifey can't let go of, okay? I cannot – find a massage therapist and my assistant called me and was like ralph you need to get your massage and i was like yo i couldn't find one okay well i just need a massage therapist that's all bros
0: and so i was like yeah because you know massage therapist it's real hard to find one right now and then he laughs, <laughs> and he goes yeah because there was a text and i heard that this lady has a fat ass and a nice body and ralph goes man it's, it's atlanta everyone has a fat butt okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I think that the text message said oh I should give you a massage and you were like well you know I'm a man and Ralph goes
1: yeah I said well I know I said I was a guy but my thing is more like I'm a man because like I I didn't solve the problem you know cause like I'm a man I gotta solve the problem you know, you know? they're just like laughing at him cause he's so like absurdly full of shit that they just can't do anything but laugh at him
0: yeah, cause he's saying that he meant no, of course I didn't get a massage therapist because I'm a man. You know, like I'm too stupid, so I didn't take care of that. Instead of, what would you do if I came over? Well, you know, I'm a man. You know, he's so full of shit. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, I'm going to use that one. I'm a man. You know, you don't like that I didn't finish the pool house, but I'm a man. You don't like that I got my Jersey <laughs> condo, but I'm a man.
1: So then Ralph gives us. explanation for the ages he's in his um interview he goes You know, it's hard to explain. Like, it's it's a matter of you believing exactly what I say. It's more like I should have did it myself, but I am. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for you. But then when I was like, I was like, I'm a guy. I didn't do it. But same, you know, it's like guys taking medicine. Like we don't do it sometimes. You know, it's like you ever seen the an an alpaca? You know, an alpaca. You're like, is it a llama? Is it an alpaca? And you're like, I'm a guy. It could be a camel. It could be anything. It could be a rabbit. Like I don't know. It could be all these things. Have you ever gotten a massage from a rabbit? It's all. It's like that. You know.
0: But really, Drew shouldn't be going through my phone to begin with. It's <laughs> his That's real his, thing.
1: Yeah. So he says a whole bunch of bullshit that you get confused by and then comes in with the, the lasting message.
0: Well, maybe she just wanted a full body shot of her in her new outfit. So she was going to your camera app. You so, fucking <laughs> privacy. I asshole.
1: know. Talk about surveillance. He, now he has issues with surveillance. Yes.
0: He's, got, he's suddenly got issues with privacy in a relationship.
1: Yeah. So then um, Todd starts talking about um, his the, the condo issues and he's like,
2: yeah, I'm trying to convince my wife that when we go to New York, it's a nice spot, you know, but I don't want to get rid of it because I paid for it. I'm like, do you, Todd, do you
1: know how real estate works? You, pay, you bought this place in whenever it was ago and sell it, make it, make a profit, show that you're a businessman.
0: Or if he wants to keep it, keep it, but he's making it sound like he's doing it for business because he could rent the place out for, like, $5,000. Okay, but you're not renting it out. You're using it as your, like, party pad. So, um and you know what? Why shouldn't he? Like, it's, I don't even mind. It's just there's so much stuff with Todd uh, that just, y- you know, you stack it all together. And it's like, hey, Todd
1: yeah I just feel like sometimes the rules don't apply for him. I feel like he 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 comes down on candy for certain things and then not and then like he does shit like he comes down on candy for traveling too much and then he goes off on vacation all the time and that's not really what this is about, but I'm gonna choose to make it part of that.
0: <laughs> well, it is what it's about, I guess you know, so um. Uh, Ralph is like well, well why is she mad about that and Todd says well because they don't want you to have your own thing they just want to have all this shit which I think pretty much sums up Todd you know yeah. it's like you marry someone more successful who's working all the time then you say you're not with them for their money but then all you do is partner up with them on their businesses that you know from what we can see from your own shows you don't do a lot with and then you resent them for all those businesses You know, it's like it's just it's a bad cycle. It's a bad cycle.
1: It's not good. So now we have uh, Marlo. uh, She's with her nephews uh, because her nephew is going to the homecoming, and so she's also with her husband and wife manager. She has it's Ty and Justin. They're her managers. I don't know what they are managing quite person maybe they're managing her as a celebrity but i don't understand like is it her business is it, like what brand i still like lots of question marks with marlo but they're there <laughs> well no and... one knows
0: what marlo does so how can we know what they're managing you know
1: yeah exactly and basically she like leans on justin to help with things like male puberty <laughs> she's like she's like yeah my nephew said something was growing there and i was like oh,
0: oh justin help help <laughs> So, let's see. They talk about homecoming and she shows, um, she shows michael how to slow dance which is cute and then um she they get him dressed for homecoming and she's like put him in that Hermes belt and she talks about how she grew up with a drug addict mom with nothing and she was getting beat all the time and she actually loved foster care because that was like her safe haven and she talks about how she only got to go to prom once but when she did it she did it right she went to sheer essence for her hair and she's like and you were the shit if you went to sheer essence
1: isn't it? It's interesting uh, that that Marlo comes down so hard on Kenya, uh, given that Marlo also has a, apparently a very fraught relationship with her mom, etc. So um, anyway, so it's actually a really nice scene. I think that the nephews bring out a really lovely side of Marlo, and I I really enjoyed it. So then we go over to Drew's house, and we see Drew. She's wearing something that's like the color of Mountain Dew. It's like i like to say it was like a figure skating tribute to tina turner it was just it was like this like she looked like she was ready to go out on ice and do like a triple lux to
0: proud mary or something yes, it was a very <laughs> dancing with the stars dress it was really weird it was super short and then a slit all the way up to the stomach it was an odd ice skating dress i put why god that's my
2: note
1: <laughs> yeah miss why so, um, so
0: Branton, assistant number three, comes to get her. T- why do they have so they many have- assistants? This is some Jen Shaw shit going on over here.
1: Yeah, because well, we still don't really fully know what Ralph does aside from write books about how to be a stepfather to the stepkid that you threaten to leave <laughs> over He's writing in a real book estate about or a something,
0: right? Here, let me but
1: also technology, up, though. I thought. I don't know. Like, I don't know why they need three assistants. Okay.
0: Um, well, his Instagram says Ralph Pittman, public figure. Let's see. Oh, God. Oh, well, that's just how Instagram is. That's his favorite bio. Uh, speaker, author, musician, technology, and business strategist. And then his cameo. <laughs> uh so let's see here um yeah third assistant brandon comes over to take her andrew's like oh my god i knew ralph was up to something a red carpet a red carpet and ralph is full-on love bombing yeah at this point which anyone who is familiar with emotional abuse knows that this <laughs> is the cycle you this is the go cycle. crazy and then you love bomb and i love that You know, the joke is always like, oh, man, do something wrong. And, you know, they've done something wrong when they bring you roses. He's got a whole rooftop full of roses. So God knows what this guy's done.
1: I know. And um, I like Drew's reaction. She goes, you know, I'm pretty hard to surprise. (laughs) But I knew Ralph was up to something. But I had no idea. I'm like. True. don't tell me you're pretty hard. You're probably the person that's easiest to surprise in this entire cast. Let's be honest. Okay.
0: You don't pay attention to anything. You're the easiest person to surprise. You don't even know the lady's Instagram. You don't even know the Instagram assistant's name.
1: You are, like, literally, like, People have to strap you down if you're going to open up a pop-up book, okay? <laughs> like you lose, like you are naive. So and she's uh,
0: like, "Yeah, and you know what? This is what I want to feel in our marriage. I just want to feel like number one. That you sh- there shouldn't be anybody feeling like number one in a marriage. You're the only one."
1: Yeah. So nothing says being number one Then you arrive at what looks like first, like is this a house? What is this? And they get there, and, and, and Ralph is there in a suit, and Drew is like, "Wow, I, I feel, I feel like a princess, a very modern princess who's wearing <laughs> not a ball gown, but um, I feel
0: like a princess on a dancing competition show, and so <laughs> I feel
1: like a princess in Lillehammer, 1994."
0: Ralph is like, when I proposed to her, she felt like a queen. And I wanted her to feel that again in the environment of my boy's shop's rooftop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're at his tailor's showroom. (laughs) Where all princesses hope that they can have a romantic moment. Uh, uh, He's not even at like a women's showroom. He's at his, like, his, like it's like h- haberdasher <laughs> like it's like, like what is this? like it didn't even make sense and also it's like you're so wow you didn't you were too cheap to like rent out a place so you had to like ask a you bunch borrowed of your friends. a rooftop
0: oh my yeah, god you had so to get through like, to your tailor i want her to know that no woman can ever come close to her i'm like yeah you make sure they come when she's not around that's <laughs> the problem that's exactly maybe you it. should try having them come closer to her
1: So of course, Drew is impressed with all these roses everywhere. And she's like, wow. And Ralph goes, you know, sometimes I can be an asshole. I get it. But I love you. And I want to be the best husband, the best provider, the best father, the best person to watch you from a closer TV, from a remote location, all those things.
0: She's like, oh, this is what I live for. I mean, you go out of your way to make me feel like I'm the most important thing in the world. I just want to make sure that we go through these high, you know, that we don't go through these high highs and low lows, you know. And then the music's like, ah. She (laughs) goes, so we can go deeper in our relationship. And he's like, okay, well, I'm annoyed with that. But here it is. Here's my new order for life, okay? Now it goes God, then my wife then my kids and then everyone else because you know what for men we're taught god then your wife your family and then you come in last and so now you know
1: <laughs> he said i'm so sorry I'm second ronnie. to god <laughs> no no ronnie he goes the new order is god then me then my wife he put himself's number he put himself next to god he was like god <laughs> me then my wife. So this is his way of showing that his wife is number one by actually making her number three on the list.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> by moving her down in a list that she doesn't even know about. Like yes. She doesn't, You didn't even have to tell her about this list. Yeah. You moved her down on a hypothetical list.
1: Yes. I mean. And Drew's like, so you think it's that order? He goes, yes. He goes, because I was a pleaser. I can't do that anymore. Because I was always less. I was always too much of a pleaser. So he's made himself the victim of his own narcissism here. And she goes... Well, um, I don't know if I would say that or like, like, um, I w- you know, I would always be afraid of what I would be. S- it's funny that you say you're a pleaser because I would not, I'd always be scared of your wrath because that wrath is so serious. So now he rolls his eyes. In an effort to dissuade her of his wrath, he does something wrathful, which is grunt and roll his eyes.
0: And she's like, you know, even now I'm walking on eggshells because I don't want to ruin the night. And then the dinner comes out oh, and God. she's Can like... I- Wait, can I I'm talk about this, this dinner?
1: This. Yeah. yeah. So, this... Okay. This dinner made me crazy. So, they serve... It's... All this stuff comes to the table. They've got these gold Like, these golden chargers on the table. These, like, ornate chargers. Like, the things that go under plates. And then... The guy comes out and he serves crab rangoon in those little baskets that go for French fries. That like the, they sort of look like shopping baskets, but for fries. And then he serves like lobster, but in like a in like a cake round. <laughs> like the and then everything had enormous orange, not not wedges, but slices, thick orange slices around it, and huge purple flowers on top. It was. <laughs> I was like, what is... Ralph clearly spends all of $10 on this caterer. I'm sorry. I'm like, this guy is so cheap. He put all his money into the flowers.
0: Well, I think it was a restaurant, and they were like, but that's not a restaurant. Where do we heat things up? (laughs) Like, just put it in cloches. Like, well, but it's Crab Rangoon. (laughs) It's like, okay, put it in a metal, metal bowl, and then... But a close shot. it just showed up looking all crazy.
1: It was just like all these different looks. It was just so, it was just like it, like, it was not like a thoughtful presentation, right? And so it was just like, it was so Ralph. It was so Ralph, this janky ass meal.
0: So Drew's like, so you think you were a pleaser? He goes, yes, I'm a pleaser. And she's like, um, well, um, I'm going to eat this food. And so he's like, well, I would prefer this night to enjoy each other's company. And then we can leave everything else to marriage counseling. And she's like, so we shouldn't communicate or, and he's like, I set this up with no expectations. So you know what? If you value this, great. If you don't, great. Okay. So you set up a whole night for her to be amazed. You know, and compliment you all night. And if it's not going to go that way, then fuck it. Which is the most selfish thing you can do, right? Set up something under the guise of it being for someone else. When really it's just to make you look like a good person. Even though you're clearly not one.
1: Even though you're a total asshole. Although it's also very much like Drew to like there's just like a it's what what should be a a fun night she is always gonna like just bring up the shit (laughs) it's like uh can we just have fun tonight you know um that's not taking away from the fact that ralph is 100 percent love bobbing her by the way (laughs) they're both awful so then uh drew's like she's like no i value it i mean look all this these roses this strange crab ragoon from a fast casual restaurant that you found i mean this shows that we can make it it's a ralph then then ralph gets mad he goes oh well this shows you this is what shows you she's like oh well maybe." i mean
0: ralph she took the kids and left you like a month ago so why is this why is this a surprise it's like, she just left you without telling you and took the kids. I mean, but, that wasn't that long ago. Why are we I acting know. surprised, sir?
1: Yeah. But also, by the way, Drew, how does this show anything? How does this show that you can make it? Because he, he, he got some flowers and he has a friend who like rented, let him go out onto his rooftop. This doesn't show anything. This proves nothing.
0: And she's like, "Well, maybe I need to hold your hand while I say this." He goes, "Just talk. Just say it." Mm-hmm. And um he goes, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to schedule a session for you and Dr. Ken where you can learn how to speak to men appropriately to get whatever you're trying to do here across effectively."
1: Okay. And she's like, "What?" And then it becomes the Dr. Ken fight, which is Dr. Ken is always he's always in the in, in the background of these shows. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Has Dr. Ken ever truly helped anybody on these shows? <laughs>
1: I don't i so. I'm doubtful. So Drew point. is like, he's like, well, and I'll pay for a session for you to learn how to talk to women. And Ralph goes, see, this is what Dr. said. Dr. Ken says, Dr. Ken says you like to do zingers. And Drew's like, oh, so we're talking about what Dr. Ken says. Well, Dr. Ken called you a maniac.
0: Okay. Dr. Ken, what the fuck? I love that Dr. Ken is like a housewife talking shit about the spouses and their therapy <laughs> sessions.
1: <laughs> Dr. Ken so- is like, well by the way you also know that these two idiots are probably completely like misinterpreting anything that dr ken ever said right
0: right well or saying it but just using it in an evil way i'm sure that dr ken was like listen some people communicate differently maybe you know some people communicate their feelings through zingers or something like that and he's like yeah i said you do zingers and you know i know that him acting like that, putting a camera in your house, then having a fit because you didn't make the toast properly. You know, I know that it's probably the behavior of a maniac, but that maniac is your husband. <laughs> Something like that. It's like, well he called you a maniac.
1: Yeah. Like they probably just like lashed onto a few buzzwords and just like ran with them, you know. So uh so then they get into a maniac fight. A Dr. Ken maniac fight and Ralph goes Do you even know what the definition of a maniac is? No one who's a maniac is this successful successful enough To order some crab rangoon on the top of someone else's store okay have you looked at my wall i got degrees on my wall i got the word go look up the word maniac okay
0: he goes go look at my wall (laughs) she goes okay i'm gonna google that i've been really relying on google this episode so i'm gonna google maniac a person exhibiting extreme symptoms of wild behavior homicidal maniac
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know what here look at my definition she's a maniac maniac oh whoa whoa and she's <laughs> acting like she's been here before is that the, the is that the second lyric <laughs> i actually don't know <laughs>
0: So uh, he's like, you know, marriage counselors. You know, they he uses extreme words like that's what they do on the East Coast. Okay, so for you to go, <laughs> oh, those East Coasters with their extreme words. <laughs> I think he's on the East Coast, by the way. He's like, uh, he's like, for, he's like, for you to go and repeat what he said, and just. But I did that because you were repeating what he said to me, and he goes, "No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, And she's <laughs> like, "You have maniac tendencies." Okay, look, one thing I've learned from watching Lifetime: you don't call maniacs maniacs. Okay, they hate that. Yeah. Don't ever call a maniac a maniac. Okay, that's how they're written about later in the <laughs> news when they've done yeah. something maniacal.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's it's not a phrase. It's not a descriptor people. Uh, embrace, usually. Unless don't it's touch like-
0: Do not touch me! Do not tu- You don't even understand what maniac means! It means somebody who's truly unstable! I'm like You're <laughs> uh, having a fit on the roof, the rooftop of a tailor uh, with a tin of cold Rangoon in front of you, okay?
1: <laughs> You are so angry, you're spitting and wilting the edible flowers on your crab Rangoon, so... She's um, like, oh, well, I'm
0: sorry. He's like, no, you're not. You're not really sorry. Have a good night. And she's like, uh, so if I express myself, we can't have a good night? I mean, then what, what are we doing then? And he's like, dessert. You want dessert? So she's like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to get up right now. And I'm going to go to cry, but not so far that the cameras aren't there. I'm going to just go a few feet away to cry and watch you not follow me.
1: Yeah, she she goes to... um the safest haven she can find which is uh crying amongst various mannequins and bow ties <laughs> and neckties literally she's like you just see like just like menswear and so then ralph like this is bullshit so then um he's like he's like tonight was not for trying to fix anything huh No. so then so now drew of course is wanting more conversation. She's like, I'm just asking for a conversation. He goes, "He goes, you know what? Sometimes I probably do too much. I probably should not do this, but doing stuff for you is not the move. I regret doing this. I'm not going to do this for you ever again. So then he walks away and then, because it's now his time to walk away and she sits at the table and she's going to be like, I'm going to sit at this table and they're going to get a long shot of me sitting here to use... In the trailer. Okay. That's what I'm uh, yeah. doing.
0: But I love that she sits and she's like, I'm going to eat this. <laughs> like, there is yeah. no way. I mean, he's an asshole, but we did buy the dinner. So I will be eating it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And what a piece
0: of shit, man. And also this couple in general, like, oh, I don't get it. And I mentioned this last week, but it's almost like they watch season one and we're like, wow, people really liked our terrible marriage. Let's just really up the ante on that. Right. (laughs) Just make our whole every scene is going to be about how much our marriage sucks. It just seems icky, but oddly fun to watch, I have to say.
1: Yeah, hilarious to watch, but they're they're just like two terrible people and um according to an internet meme I saw today, love bombing and then like removing the love bomb is all part of the manipulation. So when he said when he said basically like I'm not going to do this for you anymore, that's just all part of it. That's a part of the entire the the dynamic that they have according to a meme. But I believe the meme. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I believe in memes. Memes are the new colleges of twenty twenty, you know, of the late twenty twenties. Yeah, have about, you seen my about wall? The late twenty twenties. I've got, got deg- to say. I've got degrees Go from so wall. many memes. Go look at my wall. Uh,
1: well, thanks guys for for listening. That was a, a crazy episode. This silly. So thanks everyone. Um, again tonight we got take take a seat on Spotify live at seven o'clock on the West Coast, ten o'clock on the East Coast, and um for you East coasters. There will be extreme words, so you know,
0: just be ready. <sighs> or we won't do this for you ever again. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Watch what crappens. Would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King.
0: Ashley Savoni. She don't take no baloney.
1: Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no tricholus.
0: Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie,
1: she has no less namey.
0: Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch.
1: Just saying, okay.
0: We McLovin', Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the berg. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler.
1: Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD.
0: We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva.
1: She leaves us in stitches. It's Catherine Taylor.
0: Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides.
1: We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo.
0: Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell.
1: She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Nancy Ceasant Sisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Paging Paige Mills. Paging Paige Mills. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony.
0: Let's get racy with Miss stacy
1: Let's take off with Tamla Plain.
0: She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.